for the third year in a row, it is the Scaries. That's right. Well, welcome to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One, co-host also, Mike, the orchestrator of the Scaries categories. In a moment, we are bringing you, like I said, the third annual Scaries, our little own horror award show, uh, which we release every Halloween. And I think, uh, you know, now that it's three times, Mike, we have a bit of a tradition on our hands. It has become a tradition, and what I hope is not a tradition is that we pick or predict world events the way we did last year (laughs) because last year as our centerpiece you know we typically do like a major subgenre right Right. or at least that's what we started doing last year uh when we did zombie films and zombie films are based on a worldwide global pandemic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in its nature was our show a harbinger of doom so you're saying we're due now for an alien invasion, which is really the only right way 2020 can end, right? I think. I mean, so, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now, and it's our fault. Right. So I think it's just, this is more of a, a preparation than anything. It's stock your bunkers, you know, find a safe place underground, hide out for a while. Uh, but those are the two subgenres that also Mike here has put together various categories for. We will be covering in this edition of The Scaries, both alien invasion films and home invasion films, Michael. Yeah, I think, uh, I think home invasion films are something we've both loved throughout our horror Mm. movie watching lives i know it's a bill simmons thing but i didn't realize how much i loved them until i you know put together the list of everyone ever made and there's a (laughs) lot of fun ones there and a lot of ones that i've watched like either on opening night or i've sought out and a lot of great you know indie discoveries indie film discoveries in that regard and i did not have to watch a single alien invasion film i always watch those films so oh, good. even when they're bad. So I've seen like every one other than Skyline. Skyline's the only one I haven't seen, but I heard it's more action anyway. So not a horror movie version. But yeah, so I mean, this is a invasion themed episode. That means our lives are going to be ruined this next year by some kind of invasion. <laughs> it's bad, bad omen. It's only proper. We're, it's only proper. We're right? like the kid who has the Ouija board under their bed, and they don't think anything of it in a horror yeah. movie. That's what we we're, are. We're like, the, we're like the, the, the real life version of The Simpsons, just predicting events that eventually happen anyway and come to fruition. But uh, we're glad you're here with us, dear listener. Hopefully this is a way that you could uh, smile and have some entertainment and fun on your All Hallows Eve here. And hopefully you are being uh, very safe and very spooky tonight to celebrate as, you know, the horror genre and Halloween in particular are big loves of us here at MMO. So this is why the, uh, the scaries were thought of in the first place. And we're honored to uh, have you along to bring you the third annual scaries awards michael let's get into it yeah where we start every year is on some new movies so i got a couple goofy questions though we did talk about a lot of the 2020 films in our horror oscar olympics but let's start off in this shameful way okay and uh, this is going to be a tone setter for the rest of this shameful episode (laughs) so 2020 kids movie that would work much better as a horror film (laughs) okay over the Moon, mm-hmm. kind of horrifying, just going in. Yep. The War with Grandpa. Right, sure. Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Trolls World Tour. <laughs> that just makes me laugh, too. Yeah, I hated that fucking movie. <laughs> Onward. Onward is practically a horror movie premise. Right, agree. And The Secret Garden, which has the best horror movie title for a 2020 kids movie. So... When I saw this, my take is that we've already had horror versions of some of these. 
Like, <laughs> the war with Grandpa is the visit. Mm-hmm. Trolls World Tour is either the Leprechaun series or the Critters series. Right. The Secret Garden <laughs> is Children of the Corn. Onward could be funny games. I'm not sure we've had the Child Builds a Spaceship and Meets the Moon Queen horror adaptation yet, though. No, we have not. So no. that's going to be my answer for this. I'm going to pick Over the Moon would work much better as a horror film. All right, so here's something about Over the Moon. I stopped at 20 minutes in and had to order so many dumplings. Oh, really? It's just a dumpling, <laughs> just gorge. I was so happy. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's ridiculous, and I lo- like I stopped paying attention an hour in. Right. But like the first hour is good, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Instead of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was the Connecticut Dumpling Massacre, is what you're saying. It was the Connecticut Dumpling <laughs> Massacre, and I don't know if that just put a haze over my eyes and I didn't pay attention afterwards <laughs> or the movie was just that bad. Just it was not a good movie. That's, not that's a, a shame to hear. We had high hopes anyway. for that one too. To me, the war with grandpa is a horror movie premise mm-hmm. and I want to see Robert De Niro just like straight up seriously going after this kid. Some people would say the war with grandpa is already a horror movie. It might already <laughs> be a horror movie, but that's my pick. All right. So like I said, we kind of did our best of the year in nine categories for the 2020 horror movies. Mm-hmm. And there, there's been some good indie gems. But uh, I do want to kind of do a recommendation or not segment with you here today, Michael, okay. to kind of touch on some of these again because we do touch on these every year. So I came up with this very radio-like segment where you have to pick weekend, weeknight, or week sauce I like it. for each one of these movies. If you say weekend, that means it's got like, it's like a happy horror movie where you want weekend goods, where you just feel good afterwards. Even if it's a horror movie, you feel good afterwards. Okay. If it's a weeknight watch, that kind of means it's more serious and, you know, it's a weeknight. You're, de- you're dealing with the usual shit during the week. It's not something that's supposed to please the entire family. It's a weeknight watch. Gotcha. If you say weak sauce, that means you just kind of don't want to review it. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Or don't want to watch it, rather. Okay. The Invisible Man with uh, Elizabeth Moss. I'm going to say something a little controversial. Do it. I think we've passed the tipping point with The Invisible Man. There was just too much hype and too much love, a lot of which was due solely to the fact that this movie came out and it was better than expected, and then there was like this months-long slog of no really decent new movies coming out because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I got to this movie a little late. I already went in post-hype as it was, and it did not live up to those expectations that were set for me. So because of that, and because if you haven't seen it yet, I think it's impossible for you to see this movie without having heightened expectations that I don't think it can live up to. I'm going to say this is weak sauce now. I like that you went there, and that's why I kind of led with it. However, I still enjoyed the movie. I saw it opening weekend. and I think that was the, the time to see it. At the end of the day, like there's a lot of goods delivered. It's got this premise that that shouldn't be used for a movie like this. Like We praised the movie's trailer yes. we praise the marketing of it we praise the story construction because they're, they're doing this domestic abuse setup for the invisible man which is definitely better than just okay you have a british actor Agree. who uh you know and you hold clothes up in the air and you green screen the person holding the clothes up in the air <laughs> in, inside a hotel room in, in, in great britain uh that that was the original premise right the movie. it's terrible <laughs> So this is much better than that. It's much more advanced, much more nuanced, and I feel better about the movie-watching public. 
that being said, she gives a great performance as well. She does. There's some kook, there's some kooky ass shit in this movie, so I, I I get why people have turned on it though. I could say that much. All that was missing in that restaurant scene was the string holding the knife up and being seen on camera. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd still say the VFX. Anyway, the they're VFX, very good. They're very good. I, I liked it. I liked the I liked the designs of this movie. All the designs, the costume design, the production design. So I'm I'm in for it still. I, I agree that the plot is preposterous at times, but you're going to watch the Invisible Man. Yeah, I I I, I can see. I just I, I think the hype train left the station is all, but I, I can't disagree with what station. you said. And it and it cr- yeah it crashed like Snowpiercer. All right, rent a pal. <laughs> Rent-A-Pal in the Lodge. Oh, you have different answers for this. All right, Rent-A-Pal for me is a weeknight movie. Agree. The Lodge now, that is also a weeknight movie for me, but you're a sick bastard. Well, I can go either weeknight or weekend with this one because I think it does have super high highs for a horror movie, but I also think it has like some pretty frustrating lows. You do okay. get a hell of a performance from Riley Keogh. I think you get a hell of a performance from Alicia Silverstone, too. So I can go either way. You can leave this one feeling just like it was another horror movie, or you can leave this one feeling like, wow, that was very well spent time on my part. Rent-A-Pal, The Lodge, and the next answer or the next uh, movie, Relic, to me are all weeknight movies because they're kind of soul-crushing and serious. Yes. But you're saying that The Lodge in particular is something that you could get grab a big tub of popcorn and watch this with other people on a weekend. Yeah, you if guys, it's you, you're I, sick. Well, yeah, I am first of all. <laughs> but you know, it's it's Halloween, right? You're supposed to want to see sick the one night a year. It's okay to like dive into the catharsis. Oh, uh, that's not a word, but the catharsis of, you know, needing to see something gross and fucked up and twisted. You can get away with watching the lodge. You'll get it if you're watching the lodge. Yeah. I would agree. Now, Relic, you say the same thing, uh, week night, but you're almost uh, saying weeks off. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the lodge. I'll still say week night for Relic, but the more I think about that ending, the more pissed off I get about it. And we talked about this one in our last episode where we had, uh, uh, what was our last episode, Mike? You just said at the top of the show. Well, we did Rebecca, but before that, the Horror Oscar Olympics. The ho- thank you. The episode before the last one. Time is a flat circle, as we've discussed many mm-hmm. times with this. But yeah, the more I think about the ending of Relic, the more pissed off I get at it. But I'll still say it's a weak night for now. I won't call it weak sauce. If you like Under the Skin, you'll kind of like Relic. But I also, if you like Dave Made a Maze, you'll like Relic. I have no idea what that is. Is that a, is that a board <laughs> game? <laughs> no, it's an indie film uh, about a maze inside a house, which is, again, you know, Relic. Okay. <laughs> Mike, I think we both agree on this one. This is a crowd pleaser. We think it's a crowd pleaser because it pleased us. However, I think a lot of people dislike this movie as well. Whatever it is, it's going to get a reaction out of you. So we're saying The Lie is a weekend movie. It's on Amazon Prime now. Welcome to the Blumhouse. It's the best horror movie I've seen in 2020. I've seen people on film Twitter say that it was boring. I don't understand how. I Look, boring to me means this is a movie that I need to turn off halfway through. I'm very compelled to. I, I don't think you're going to want to turn this movie off, whether you love it or you hate it. So I think at least you'll get a movie to finish. And look, even if it's something you actually don't like at the end of the movie, you'll have something to discuss with your friends about it for sure. Definitely. It's a, it's, it's a talk piece and probably a good Zoom watch or collective watch yeah. or whatever the kids do nowadays. I just watch movies and then <laughs> talk about them with you. Anyway, all right, let's start to transition into our two major topics today. Right. Uh, which 2020 force of horror would you 
have the best chance surviving in a home invasion scenario. All right. The Invisible Man from The Invisible Man. Naturally. Can you survive him? The Old Australian Relic from Relic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eye-patched neo-Nazi Kevin James from Becky. He keeps playing the same character in every movie. <laughs> the Alien Puke Monster from Sputnik. Interesting. There's an alien puke monster in Sputnik, <laughs> FYI, people. Any of the New Mutants from the New Mutants, they're basically trapped in a house. And <laughs> it's being invaded. Or Danvers from Rebecca. Okay, so <laughs> I uh, misread this question. <laughs> I thought it was who would survive, best survive a home invasion, who would be best suited to survive a home invasion. So when I saw oh. Danvers, I was like, what, what, what the WTF is Danvers going to do with a home invasion? She's just going to like scowl, be disappointed in the quality of men which exist anymore, and then jump off a cliff? She is a revenge opportunist, <laughs> played by Kristen Scott Thompson there. And uh, you're right. She she needs to basically capitalize on the idiocy of others. <laughs> but in this case, she could capitalize on the deficiencies, let's say, of these invaders. I don't know. She could be Kevin what, what does this question mean in either? Her, in her now you're confusing... Way. No, now you're confusing me. No, who has the best chance of su- surviving a home invasion? Probably not Danvers, but I just mentioned it because I thought it would be funny. Or it is Danvers because, like we talked about in the, uh, I mean, it's not giving anything away, but there's no consequence to any of her actions. So she could be the lone right. protagonist who gets stabbed and then nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good answer. Uh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say the alien puke monster. Pretty formidable. Was Sputnik and good? The, the monster can hide. And then get puked out. So that's another thing. Yeah, Sputnik is is unlike any movie I've ever seen. The premise of the movie is there's a monster. It's inside a person. They puke him out every night. Oh, that's like the course. first 15 minutes. <laughs> they puke him out every night, and then the thing's a monster. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I, it's not something I've dove into yet, but I, you know, I'm always down for new horror, especially horror. So I'm, I'm, well, it's new. All right. Let's see it. If you got a gag reflex, maybe not. But all right. <laughs> All right, so the next question here is, going back to last year's Oscars, which movie, and you're not allowed to say Parasite, which 2019 Oscar contender would be best served by turning into an alien invasion film Mm. in the third act? Okay. Joker, aliens come down. The Two Popes versus aliens. That would be interesting. Honeyland, aliens. (laughs) Beekeepers versus aliens. Rocket Man, we're, wait, we're, I thought aliens are in that movie. <laughs> Just their outfits. And Judy, Renelli Zellweger versus aliens, Judy Garland. Well, Mike, after hearing these selections, I'm going to have to go with Parasite, I think. <laughs> um, there's no better premise out of those pitched than having two popes fight off an alien invasion. And to be I honest, agree. if Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer can be made, how has it two popes versus aliens been made already? Netflix, you are on notice. <laughs> I will agree with you. All right, so last 2020, 2021 questions here. What are you more excited for, Halloween Kills or Scream 5? Oh, what a fucking unfair question. You can't ask pick, me that. How dare a, you? Pick a favorite child. It's like asking The Rock if he'd rather lift weights or make fun of Vin Diesel. How am I to choose between <laughs> these two? Uh, uh, Variety on YouTube just had a conversation, actually speaking of Scream and Halloween, between Jamie Lee Curtis and Nev Campbell about their Scream queenness, and it was awesome, and it's something I hope they continue to do. But uh, come on, man. 
Look, Halloween, Halloween was, yeah, Halloween was my firstborn. So okay. I, I have to say Halloween kills. But if they kill Laurie Strode and she's not in the finale of this trilogy, I'm going to be very upset. Whereas I think Scream almost has to kill Sidney Prescott at some point. You made me choose between Star Wars and Lord You're right. And the You're this right. is an vindictive, late Dansvers style revenge. It's an evil question. It really is. I feel terrible answering it wow. at all. All right. Well, you did answer it, so yeah. I, I give you some respect for that. All right. Out of the rest of the upcoming horror slate, which big studio horror movie or offshoot smaller version of their studio horror movie are you most anticipating in 2020, 2021? Mm. We have Candyman, which is due out in August. We have St. Maud, which does not have a release date from A24, but we've heard good things. Mm-hmm. We have Promising Young Woman, which is apparently coming from Focus Features on Christmas Day. Gather the family, gather the kids. (laughs) We have The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is coming out in June from WB. We have A Quiet Place 2 from Paramount, which is coming in April. I think it was set for last March, so that went from spring to spring. April in 2021 from Paramount, like I said. And we have The Forever Purge, which is coming from Blumhouse in July. So all you've done is like heightened up my expectations and excitement for 2021. I guess it's going to be a huge year for movies, period, obviously, because it's going to basically be two film years being stuffed into one if, of course, 2021 happens, because if you listen to all the experts with COVID, Dr. Fauci and whoever else, it's sounding like we're not going to get a uh, reliable vaccine that could be widespread until, like, Q3 of 2021. So take that for what it's worth, but let's not focus on the negative. Let's focus on okay, in a perfect world, let's say all these come out, what's the answer? I think my answer is Promising Young Woman and St. Maude, but we've hyped those up. Those are the two we've certainly hyped up most out of those mm-hmm. selections, so that's why they would be my answer. So of the ones that we haven't talked about that much, it's a little wild to me that the Conjuring universe has been able to be as big and as impactful in the genre as it has, while the titular film series is only still on movie number two, and they're coming up on movie number three. Right. Uh, you have a lot to like about The Devil Made Me Do It, I think. They have the writer from Conjuring 2 back and David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. We here at MMO thought Conjuring 2 was a better script than Conjuring 1. Awesome. Michael Chavis is there to direct it. He did that with a lot Yagirona, La Llorona, whatever you want to call it, movie from 2019. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a Conjuring-type tone. It's not exactly... It was actually excluded from being part of the Conjuring universe because the uh, studio wasn't overly pleased with how it came off, but at least he knows horror and he's been involved with it. So I have high horror hopes for Conjuring 3. Uh, I, I saw too many red flags. If I see any red flags in the... Uh you know, lead up to a movie, mm. I get very worried and my uh, expectations immediately go to the seller. So I don't <laughs> like the title. Like, just call it Conjuring 3. I mean, it's established. The Conjury, the devil made me do it sounds like the devil made me release this. Well, it's better than the devil takes Manhattan, right? Like, <laughs> It's better than that, yeah. Or though I kind of would laugh at it. Anyway, all right, so that's, that's an interesting pick. I'm, you know, I would probably agree with you, Saint Maud and Promising Young Woman, right. but I'm probably... Like if I really want to watch a movie, mm-hmm. if you can put one in front of me right this second, I'm probably grossed out by both of those, and I'm gonna have to gear up to watching both of those because one's a religious movie about yucky things in her shoes, mm-hmm. and the other one's a just she's gonna kill all these guys. So 
I know Promising Young Woman is getting the most Oscar buzz for Carrie Mulligan and on the first right. fine Verk forecast, man, it's all over the place. I, I, I'm scared to watch it, I guess is what the point is. I think I would have more fun watching A Quiet Place 2 or Candyman, and that's you probably think where I'm at. You th- you're grossed out by the prospect of Promising Young Woman, but Candyman is to- totally fine? So I, I would say A Quiet Place, because I like creature features. <laughs> I like Emily Blunt's. I like, yeah, I don't know. Candyman, yeah, you're probably right. It's going to gross me gross me out, too. I'm excited like I'm Gore. excited for all of them. Mm. Yeah, me too. I, I, I will say that I'm, uh, I'm geared up for 2021 in horror. Yeah. Thank God. All right, Mike, let's get into the home invasion section. Let's break in. Yeah, why are we doing this? Uh, well, I mean, a home invasion movie essentially won Best Picture last year in Parasite. So that happened. <laughs> it did. It did. Well, we got two, you know, interesting home invasion movies on the indie horror film circuit. The Rental is one that I would recommend, a B minus. Uh, Becky, I didn't like, but a lot of people loved it. Kevin James, Home Alone style, but serious. All right, I hated it. People like it out there. We got a couple. All right, so on that note, the Home Alone note, who could actually defeat Kevin McAllister, aka Macaulay Culkin <laughs> from Home Alone? Uh, and the correct answer is no one, by the way. Right, but of course. we'll go through with this charade because it's fun. <laughs> Who would actually defeat Kevin McAllister, Michael? The Purgers from Purge. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, Tethered from Us. Could you imagine a tethered Kevin McAllister? <laughs> like, what is that? Is that just a boy who listens to his parents and does the dishes every night? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that might be the only answer. The tethered. The opposite. Yeah. Anyway, The Strangers from The Strangers, which I have not seen. You have seen this. Underrated series. You know, it's not great, but it's it's decent. It does its job. I almost watched this one specifically for this episode, but I didn't get there. But, all right. Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. I got to tell you, Mike, when I saw the category heading of this, because you, you do a great job. You write this down. You basically hold my hand and lead me through these fake award shows as you come up with all the noms <laughs> and the categories yourselves. And you do an excellent job. But when I saw who could best Kevin McAllister, a.k.a. Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. The first thought in my head was Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. So I'm glad to see you're as deranged and sick as I am in some ways. Well, he's he's fighting, you know, his grandsons. So <laughs> why not? You're like, right? I've seen him do this before. <laughs> it's the movie out in theaters right now. Anyway, the Them from Them, mm-hmm. which is a French horror film. I don't, I don't know if people out there have seen it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, the 30-year-olds playing high schoolers in The Babysitter uh, Mick G. You son of a bitch. You clearly only made this category to poke me and make fun yeah. of The Babysitters. I didn't like The Babysitter. <laughs> I like all those actors, You too. son of a bitch. Uh, no, uh, Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. And it would be weird to see De Niro. Would he try to seduce Kevin McAllister like he kind of does with Juliet, young Juliet Lewis? Ugh. Yeah, be weird. It'd be, be some mind games going on there. You just made this really weird. Anyway, listen, I didn't. Do, I didn't write Cape Fear. <laughs> Look, if you don't bring in the artillery to get after Kevin McAllister, it's not going to work. And as much as a doppelganger, tethered Macaulay Culkin, I think the Purgers from the Purge is the only correct. You think answer. just just strength and numbers, strength and numbers, strength and weaponry. All right, any chance. All right. The deepest level of fear. Let's get serious. The deepest level of fear you ever got while watching or while experiencing some form of a home invasion movie, Michael. Okay. All right, and I'll explain that caveat in a second. 
when the snuff films start playing on the motel TV in Vacancy. I just watched Vacancy for the first time like this week. Underrated, right? Uh, very under. It was very good. I thought. And I yes, love it, that. That, that was a disturbing scene. When the call is coming from inside the house, <laughs> and when a stranger. You calls. just watched that for the first time this week yourself, didn't you? I thought it was ex- or had some excellent moments. It's yeah. preposterous because it's about a fat detective chasing a guy who's fat. <laughs> Stupid, but it's hilarious. But, and he's the fattest detective. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I didn't think that was where you're going with that. I'm laughing cool. my ass off. He's fat. He's falling down the stairs. He's jumping on tables. Are you kidding me? The man doesn't have a box, ju- box jump like that. Jesus Christ. Right. You, you spoke so glowingly about it on Twitter. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but that is a just ridiculous reason for a fat screenwriter to glorify himself just in the form of a fat detective. Sit down here and rest my eyes for a minute. Can you imagine if I chased this motherfucker down? This is my fantasy. Here it is. I saved the girl. All right. Wow. Okay. I'm a right. I'm a former writer. I'm a failed writer. So I was going to say you're writers. a football on the track coach, and that's where all this judgment's coming from. <laughs> that's coming. That's coming from there as well. Anyway, I, it's the perfect storm for me. Fat detective chase down criminals. Anyway, it's the original right. name of the title, by the way. Deepest level of fear you ever got from a home invasion movie, and I was scared shitless because I almost watched Martyrs this weekend, mm. and I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't go in blind, so I read the content advisory yeah. on IMDb, and let me just say, I was deeply afraid, and hell no, <laughs> hell no, I am not turning that on. Gross. No, probably a good call by you. That's probably, that's my answer. I'll give it I'll give it to folks now. I was terrified. Anyway, the rabbit scene, when that happens in Fatal Attraction. So terrifying. rude. So rude. One Lapita sitting across from the other Lapita in Us. Mm. That moment was built up from the trailers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scary. Uh, when there are people under the stairs and the people under the stairs. Mm. Yes. That's, well, you know, they did give it away in the title a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when you just vomit and cry because you're so disgusted while watching either one of the Last House on the Left movies. <laughs> yep. Okay. And how about when Stephen Lang is blind Rambo, he turns off the lights so everybody could see what he sees and don't breathe. So you're asking for the deepest level of fear I ever got from a home invasion movie moment. Yeah. And my answer to all of those nominees is uh, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list. I mean, the don't breathe one is, is, is probably the most recent ringing in my mind. I don't mm-hmm. think I was freaked out by the rabbit scene, but I was just like disgusted and horrified. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lupita one was the most hyped up. Like you said, that might be, I'll go with don't I... breathe. I'll go with don't breathe. Right. I had no idea what was going to happen in us. Yeah. That me was either. Tr- that was a moment where I truly had no idea right. what to expect. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not watching martyrs. That's my answer. But I think <laughs> don't breathe is probably the correct answer. Best scene, best sequence there. All right. The biggest, oh shit realization that the movie's main characters have stepped into the wrong house, Michael. All right. Because there's the reverse home invasion, right? And we I love this genre as well. We have Pick Your Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we have Ryan, Robbing Blind Rambo, Stephen Lang and Don't Breathe. Which is now that character's name forever. Oops. <laughs> we have Whatever the Fuck Disgustingness Happened in The Collector. I didn't see it, but I know you have. And it wasn't. I hear, yeah. It's, it's really not... Th- I mean, it's not bad. I thought it was a better movie than, la- than The Last House on the Left remake. 
Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't go in for that. I was just like, oh, it's going to be Saw 5. Ugh. No, it's not. I mean, it's there's some bad it's some bad stuff, but it's not, like, grotesque. Anyway, oopsie doops. <laughs> Don't walk into that house. <laughs> this might be my pick. Robbing the house of the people under the stairs. Just, bleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wes Craven, he, he makes me hate him so He's much. A sick for fuck. all. Yeah, for God all bless him. I love him. God, God bless, bless him. him. Taking shelter in the last house on the left to, you know, provide further scorn on the man's name. I could just hear the disdain and the disgust in your voice as you go through and you're reliving these moments in your mind hatred. in real time. It's so yeah, funny. Hatred. And I can't watch the, uh, what was the other one? The Hills Have Eyes. I can't watch either one of that those. That one was raw. Like, that even made me, un- I, I rape on any kind of, that on screen is really snuffness. It's tough for me to get through. I agree. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal, why? All yeah. right, so the biggest oh shit realization of these movies. My answer is the 03 Texas Chainsaw remake, uh, the Jessica mm. Biel one. And just as a means of pouring salt into wounds that you've created, <laughs> the thing I remember most about that movie is the sound of the fucking chainsaw in yeah. my little podunk theater, which you've criticized for having terrible sound quality, I could still, it's like ingrained in my memory to this day, the sound of Leatherface in that movie chasing her and how loud and vibrant and clear that fucking movie was in terms of making the sound of the saw sound like it was right next to you. Now, our generation, I think, to a man, uh, to a to a straight man had a crush on jessica beale yeah, i mean everyone did right whether man woman any human i think <laughs> right so we really didn't want her to die right she was an ultimate and uh final girl heroine there for the next texas chainsaw massacre they're actually going the opposite way they're taking a cute girl that of course we don't want to die she's so cute and young and innocent elsie fisher i'm, right? I'm amazed thing? amazed that she's going to be in texas it's a really unique career move i'm I mean, she has to be a protagonist, right? She can't be one of the Leatherface family members, can't she? Oh, no. Could you imagine the swing in character between sweet little Elsie in eighth grade and then cannibalistic uh, family member in Texas Chainsaw? I just got so much more afraid of that movie (laughs) than I thought I would be. It's another one. It says it's coming out in 2021. We'll see. That's a good pick. I still say, I, well, the people under the stairs was as grossed out as it I've is ever gross. gotten. It is gross. The last house on the left, I kind of knew what was coming in both versions, and I just braced for it. But and it was worse than I imagined. But yeah. the people under the stairs just vomit. <laughs> All right, Michael. The next question is: Who would you rather face as a slasher movie home invader? Mm-hmm. Michael Myers. Absolutely not. Ghostface Killer. Depends on which one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Chucky. That's the answer. It's the answer. I don't care how old I am. I, I, don't, I don't care what you... Listen, yeah. Mike, I don't know how I'm going to die, okay? <laughs> but I know how I'm not going to die. And I'm not right. being taken out by a fucking child's doll come to life, all right? <laughs> I was going to say the caveat is that you're also a seven-year-old boy Great. whose parents never listen to you. Then it'll be a seven-year-old Mike one that takes this little fucking rag doll by its ankles and keeps <laughs> slamming it against the floorboards until its head smack. I'm not dying by no possessed doll. I agree with you. I don't want no <laughs> Just part take of, the uh... fucking head off it. Take its limbs off. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was, I was a, a feisty little kid. I think you were too. 
We would we would go after. Yeah, that there's no way I had wrestling action figures until I was like 15. Those things come into life. They're not taking me down. I'm not Gulliver's traveling here. All right. Well, we uh, we dated ourselves and <laughs> we talked about ourselves as the things you know, we've gotten upset about this episode so far. Right? <laughs> but we were punk kids. We were punk right, kids. We had too much energy, and we revealed that today. Anyway. <laughs> The best home invasion that takes the whole movie, a.k.a. The Long Game. Great category. I watched this last night. Mrs. Mott, Rebecca De Mornay, in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. She is an evil nanny. We have Jennifer Jason Lee becoming Bridget Fonda in Single White Female, a.k.a. An Evil Roommate, a.k.a. The Roommate is the remake of that, essentially. Yeah, The Single White Female doesn't get enough credit as being a horror movie and being really innovative at the time. Yeah, they both have red hair in the finale of that. <laughs> Glenn Close in Fate. I didn't. I didn't like single. I was gonna say you're really you're really taking some positives. I'm saying and just dumping a trash can on them. <laughs> I, I kind of had to research a lot of movies for this. Like, I put some. I put some uh, misdirection in these categories. I didn't put everything that I liked. Okay. <laughs> and I'm I'm just having grenades for you to step on. Fair. Guess, fair. On this list. Then maybe you'd be more a little cautious. About <laughs> things maybe that watch we could predict next the future time. of. Yeah, <laughs> Glenn Close and maybe yeah, maybe just like better movies. <laughs> right, right. This is all just speaking of the long con. This is just your way of criticizing my favorite genre. <laughs> Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction is an evil girlfriend, aka evil mistress. There, I will not be ignored, Michael. We have Fear. Mark Wahlberg is an evil boyfriend. I thought they were supposed to remake that. Yeah, I thought I, I saw a story about that like last year saying it was getting the remake treatment. I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. about it since. I don't think they should. Yeah. Again. <laughs> okay. Hidden mind, mind in the minefield. All right. Anyway, the stepfather in the stepfather, he's an evil stepfather. One of the greatest opening horror sequences, tracking shots yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. That might be my answer, too. Emily in Emily, she's an evil babysitter. I did not like this movie, but... It, it had like a twist that was really excellent. I don't know if I saw this one. All right, it's all it's on some streaming service out there. I forget which. Oh, maybe it's the one on if it's the one on Netflix that I'm thinking. Of, maybe I did, but uh, regardless, it had good reviews. Yeah. As much as I like all these uh, nominees, I'm going. I'm going to do a write-in vote for the winner. The answer is Funny Games, and whether you're talking about the original Michael Heineke German version or it's, in my opinion, equally terrifying Michael Heineke American version, I think the answer is Funny That's- Games. That's the course of a day, though. I'm like, I, w- I want like a month long home invasion, like an insidious home invasion. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, then I will go hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, I got to do a better job with my names. Anyway, best home invasion scene, not in a what you would consider a home invasion movie. Okay. The opening of Scream. It's legendary. The unbreakable finale. Still sends chills up my spine when I watch it to this day. The old people's house in a clockwork orange. I'm singing in the rain. The beginning of the sixth sense. Why? Tidy whities are terrifying. <laughs> oh, <that> okay. <laughs> and the end of Red Dragon. And I would say the remake of Red Dragon is pretty scary with uh, e. Edward Norton. In. So I just rewatched Red Dragon for the first time since I think I saw it in theaters like this right. week. 
very good. Very that whole film franchise. I thought Hannibal got a bad rap at the time. Red Dragon mm-hmm. gets a bad rap. Like they're not great. None of them live up to Silence of the Lambs, obviously, because how can you? But just as in terms of building a film franchise, a cinematic universe, I thought Red Dragon was really, really good, even on rewatch, even though Ed Norton is way too blonde. Way too blonde in that movie. <laughs> He's way too blonde, I would agree. Like if Jodie Foster was in Hannibal, that movie automatically goes up ten points on everybody's critics. It's it's not Julianne Moore's fault. Right. It's just she's the most recognizable heroine of the 20th century. Completely there. agree. And then it's a little too gross. Like, Gary Oldman is just too gross. Ew. You hear them. You hear the pigs squealing. <laughs> so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. My answer, though, my answer is going to be Scream, just out of respect for its misdirection and how we're still talking about that scene in particular 25 years later, like we do the Janet Lee's shower scene from Psycho. Drew Barrymore has her own talk show now, and she's done like right. a whole week-long revisit of that, and it's just, once again in the lexicon, it's popping up on Twitter, trending and all that. CBS, the network, the broadcast network CBS, just replayed Scream as their Sunday movie of the week this past weekend. I mean, that's how relevant... Scream is basically for the most part because of that opening scene. Uh, Scream's the answer for me. That opening scene was a hit maker yeah. in its own right. Yep. Uh, the scariest one, the scariest scene for me is the beginning of The Sixth Sense. I was terrified. <laughs> See a grown man finally make the transition to Fruit of the Looms and it's just too much for you. <laughs> Wahlberg in, in, in that underwear? <laughs> Not expecting it. Not expecting it. All right, Mike. The most pleasant surprise slash hidden gem slash unlikely discovery slash indie horror home invasion movie. Okay. You're next. Mm. Better watch out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this counts, but I I wanted to put it in there. Ty West's House of the Devil. It counts. The Babysitter. (laughs) Hush. Or The Rental. (laughs) I want to say the babysitter so bad just to piss Don't you off. Do it. Come on. <laughs> All right. I haven't seen the rental yet. Um, I'm aware of what happens in it. I just haven't sat down and rented the movie, ironically mm-hmm. enough, for its title. But every other pick, I truly think, will serve its purpose if you are in need of a fun horror movie to watch tonight on Halloween. Uh, and I would suggest maybe watch Hush and House of the Devil tonight and then wait until tomorrow, November 1st, November 2nd. Watch Better Watch Out so you can transition from the spooky season to Christmas season Oh, I through like horror. Um, as far as answering, which is the most pleasant surprise, it came down to Your Next or Hush for me. I'm going to yeah. say Your Next because it's more consistent, but I think Hush has the highest high out of any of those movies you listed. Yeah, I would probably agree with you that You're Next and Hush are the best of the group here. Yeah. And I don't remember them well enough. I remember Hush being like a strong B movie for me, but I remember being really high on You're Next. The problem with You're Next is it's got an awful trailer. So now I'm second-guessing myself. Like, was You're Next really that good? Or were you just, yeah, interesting. It's been one I've been meaning to, to rewatch this week, too, in Halloween week, and maybe I'll get to it, but that's interesting. I wonder. I, I just, I've only seen it the one time myself, and I just remember being thoroughly impressed with the story and the twist in it. I think it was badass, right? Yeah. And it, typically a movie that's badass, that's flawed, I'll overlook it because of its badassery. Right, right. Better Watch Out is probably the best script, though. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I so. really liked Better Watch Out. 
I really, really liked it. And it kind of, it's, it's a whole, all of these kind of are convention turning stuff. And that's why yeah. they're as revered as they are to us. But I don't think you can go wrong with any of those choices. I think that's a good category. All right. Best international home invasion movie. I think this one's easy. We have them high tension, which is the first half of the movie, funny games and martyrs. Yeah, again, I think it's funny games, but just because you brought it up here, the twist and high tension is definitely one that'll fuck you up for a long time. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I, I haven't rewatched High Tension either. I'm, I doubt myself on how good that movie is. Them is them is fine. All right, see who them is. Uh, otherwise, Funny Games is, you know, both movies are very good. I haven't seen Martyrs like you, but I'm not as put off. I mean, you talking about the synopsis made me read it and i'm not as put off by the martyr synopsis as i was for the synopsis of a serbian film which is mm. still the only plot synopsis that i've ever read and gagged to in real time so right uh, uh. you know you need something to read on halloween go check out the imd plot synopsis for a serbian film <laughs> that's what a couple of chickens we are all right michael when you think of a classic home invasion movie you think of cape fear 1991 robert de niro scorsese mm-hmm when a Stranger Calls, 1979, <laughs> Fat Detective, Crazed Killer. Play Misty for me, 1971, Clint Eastwood, My Parents Like It. Okay. Straw Dog, 1971, Wimpy Dustin Hoffman, Must Protect This House. <laughs> Wait Until Dark, 1967, Audrey Hepburn, Oscar nomination, Blind Badass. We have uh, Cul-de-sac, 1966, He Who Shall Not Be Named, still a good movie, though, with Donald Pleasance. I don't know why you don't have a profession in just doing uh, single-sentence recaps of films, because you are <laughs> spot on here. Right? Um, Cul-de-sac bored me, Mike. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I wasn't crazy about it. I thought you liked it. it. That's why I put it in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. good. It's not bad, but it. I get bored. I saw it like 20 years ago. Yeah. So I don't remember it. It's 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 fine. It's just nothing, you know, not, I'm not crazy about it. Right. Wait. Well, you called me out for being a liar now. <laughs> because, no, again, you see a movie 20 years ago, and then uh, you, you're not sure how good it is. Right. But I remember you bought it, and then you watched it, and I, I thought you said you liked this it. This is why I don't watch movies that, are, uh, that I buy. I just let them sit on the shelf in the plastic. Oh, this is why. <laughs> Wait until dark. I haven't seen, but because of you in this category, it's on my list. I. It's not great. It's not great. It's got it's high. Great. It's it's really not. It's got high meta score, high critic scores. It's not good. The criminals are really dumb. Huh. Like, she's no Stephen Lang, Blind Rambo. Let's put it that. It's way. also cool seeing Audrey Hepburn get an Oscar nom for a horror movie before Oscar noms and horror movies were the thing to do. Yeah, it's not horrifying enough for a horror. Movie. Yeah, it's 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 listed as a thriller on IMDb. So I was going yeah. off basically. Uh, oh, all right. So you lied to me. That's fine. I won't hold it against you forever. <laughs> but what's the quintessential classic home invasion movie? Uh when a stranger calls is the answer. I mean, that's yeah. That's you know, that's what you when you say home invasion. What I think of is it's coming from inside the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, Straw Dogs is up there for me too. Both versions. I like the remake of Straw Dogs. Me too. I think Dustin Hoffman well fucking invites them in though. It's not a home invasion. Yeah, come in, have sex with my wife. No, it's <laughs> Sam Peckinpah. Not quite, but all right. But yeah, but they're definitely invading. Right, it's an invasion. They, yeah, at the end. Yeah. Our generation's new classic home invasion movie is Panic Room. Don't breathe. Your next. Funny Games, or Us. 
I'm going to say don't breathe because what works best for us in horror anymore is taking a convention and completely turning it on its head. And Mm -hmm. this is a home invasion where the entire time you're rooting for the invader. And then Mm -hmm. there's twists along the way of just some gnarly ass shit you can't see coming. Don't breathe is the best movie of this group. I would agree. Panic room is close. Us is close. Yeah. I mean, again, these are all great selections. Yeah. Don't breathe. That's my pick as well. By way of transitioning to aliens, what's the weirder invasion film? Mm-hmm. Mother <laughs> or Annihilation? Yeah. What means more? Whatever's on the television. Yeah, what means more? The Bible or one sense of self-worth, which only took me 14 times to get through, and that's why I'm a natural on the mic. <laughs> and I fake laughed through it all. I appreciate it. You're a good co-host. <laughs> Our transitions, man. Anyway, uh... That is the home invasion section. It's time to move into the alien section. So you went with the home invasion, you know, chief to end that section. I'll go with mother as well. I would agree. Weirder. The Bible is weirder as well. But all right. (laughs) Aliens. Why now? Save yourselves. Sputnik. Two very watchable. I would say B minus grades from me from 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, also we just wanted to do alien films here. So let's start with the question. This is the question of the subgenre. Right. Alien, alien versus predator, Mike. Who wins? Well, I'll tell you, Mike. <laughs> Not either fucking movie made of this subject. Right. I just watched them both for the first time in preparation <laughs> for this because I figured aliens you'd be asking me about them. They were horrible. Yeah. Horrible movies. Do not watch them. Horrible. Bad. I thought they and... were supposed to be hidden gems. No. No. They're not good. That's why I have to still ask the question because I still don't know. And there's a franchise about it. But all right, here's another question. Yeah. Is Freddy versus Jason better than both the AVP movies? Because I've never seen that. Oh, God. (laughs) Is X versus Sever better? (laughs) Yes. 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 Uh, Freddy versus Jason at least has moments where it doesn't take itself so seriously. Alien versus Predator is like you're supposed to be involved, invested the entire time, and it's just not good. Look, if a Predator fought an alien, aren't aliens cold-blooded? Like, wouldn't they just never, would Predators never be able to see them? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the aliens would win in a landslide, I feel, once they find out where the Predators are. If a meathead Arnold beats a predator, <laughs> I don't know. Right? Anyway. Yeah, sure. I'm down. He, like, he should self-sabotage himself there. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I love I love turn this gun on myself. <laughs> I'm setting the trap. Oh, no, I stepped in the trap. <laughs> I just, that's what I go with. That movie. Even though I love that movie. Why am I making fun of it? Anyway, Alien... Alien versus Aliens. The better movie is? God, you're asking some awful fucking questions, man. This is mm-hmm. brutal. Like, I mean, awful in the tens. I, I don't want to pick. I think Aliens has the better payoff at the end, I feel. But, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Well, one's an action epic, and the first one's a horror, you know, all-timer. I, I guess Aliens, but I hate having to answer. Alien is a Mount Rushmore horror movie experience for me, probably. Yeah. Aliens is more rewatchable, though. Yeah. Easier to study. I think that's right. I mean, I can't... How do you pick? No, you, you just, you know, walk the fence like I just did. 
Mike, we have a stupid question, but I'll ask it anyway. Okay. I don't know if As opposed to all these other ones, which have been literary. <laughs> Tremors versus Critters versus Gremlins versus Gorillas from Attack the Block. Okay. Who wins? I'm totally... It's harder to survive. I, take it whatever you I'm want. I'm cheating when I break this down, but if the Gorillas <laughs> are involved, then this fight is happening in London, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's in London, that means it's going to be rainy and cloudy all the time, which means the gremlins would just get soaked and they'd multiply uh-huh. a billion times over and there'd never be any sunlight to kill them. Oh, so the gremlins reboot. If it takes place in London, the gremlins win easy. Just by by, by strength in numbers. There'd be a zillion of them. They'd never stop multiplying. Wow. Or Seattle. Right. Yeah, or Seattle. Gremlins. Yes. One or the other. <laughs> If there's two places the gorillas invade. So I, I, by your logic, yeah, gremlins have to win, especially if they're in London. That's how I feel. But if it if they're in a so it depends on the venue. If they're in right. the desert. Right. If this takes place in in the on the strip in Las Vegas, we, the gremlins wouldn't even make it to the fight. Then that's more tremors. Tremors, absolutely. Territory. I agree. See? We see this that's why we're writing this book together. <laughs> that's right we are. All right. So the, I, I'm, I like this question. Mm-hmm. All right. Your co-host is killed and overtaken by an alien from this question mark movie. Okay. But, Michael, the show must go on and you must record <laughs> an episode with him slash it because they're wearing a mic skin. Okay. We have an alien wearing a mic skin. Who would make the best podcast uh, from which movie? Or what an outstanding right. question. John Carpenter's The Thing, and I'm nominating Wilfred Brimley because I know how fond you are of him. Okay, thank you. He's, he's wearing a mic skin. The Faculty, and you can pick any one of those alien characters. Famke Jansen, Robert Patrick, John Stewart, mm. Selma Hayek, Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. All right. I know, you're, I know you're a fan. I am. This guy would be pretty good on a podcast here. Vincent D'Onfrio. From, he's the bug from Men in Black. Isn't it D'Onofrio? Don't you keep mispronouncing that poor man's name wrong on this? Uh, probably. Okay, good. Slither, we have Michael Rooker. He's really a bug as well. <laughs> in 2006. And then we have, I don't know how much she speaks, but uh, she'd probably be fascinating because there's three of these movies. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge from Species. <laughs> They're wearing a mic skin. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna do a podcast. So, I am dead. I'm long dead. But the show must the show must go on. So it's the alien as Wilfred Brimley in a mic suit. Right. Okay. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge, uh in species, she's the one who kills people with sex, right? Yeah. Okay. And women are naturally repulsed by me as it is, so I'd probably be immune to her. And we'd surely hit gold once we got to YouTube and I can get a camera on her so people could see what I'm recording with. That's uh-huh. an easy answer, I think. <laughs> I thought you were going the opposite way. I thought you were going to disqualify her because of said uh, re- revulsion. No, the, the actual answer is just me and a xenomorph staring at each other from across the table, just breathing heavily into a microphone and trying to outdrool one another. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I kind of hinted at my answer. Uh, it's Vincent D'Onofrio? Yes, I believe that's how you pronounce that, man. Put Vincent my hands D'Onofrio. behind my head. Like Sugar. this? Sugar. 
Words of wisdom. That's what the people can. All right. I would nominate him. If I'm dead, then uh, I want him wearing my skin podcasting with you. Good. I'm glad we have that settled. All right. Uh, Favorite aliens wearing a human skin movie. Okay. We Mm -hmm. have the thing from 1982, or I guess the remake. We have the faculty, and this, again, says favorite. Mm -hmm. Slither, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Species, Under the Skin. Your favorite one. Yeah, favorite. Favorite, not best, but favorite, the faculty for me. That's interesting. My, I think my favorite and best is the same one. So I'll just ask you, what's the best of those movies? The thing. The thing. Easily, I would agree. Easily for me, yeah, the thing. And I don't think it's yeah. particularly close either. Agreed. Okay, you're a character surrounded by aliens from one of these very dangerous alien movies. Which movie reality gives you the best chance to survive? Okay. We have Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. We have aliens. Not easy to survive that. Mm-hmm. We have Pitch Black. And we have War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise one. So, what does surrounded mean in this circumstance? It means the aliens are on top of you. Like, it's not, like, you can't just hunker down because that's the next question. You can't just hide. Okay. If, well, because that was going to be, like, it has to be War of the Worlds if it's just you need to avoid aliens because they're just a ticking clock when they get to Earth. If you all you need to survive a war of the worlds is just a tall building with places with things to hide behind, right? So, if they're on top of me, though, I'm yeah. dead to all of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the correct answer. Yeah, so but war of the worlds, you got a fighting chance right. because they're. Uh, there's big aliens and they're walking around. So just by you know probability. The odds are you can get away. Like, the, all the other aliens are just, they'll sniff you out in a second. Right. They either have the technology or they're just, uh, like, velociraptors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're dead. All right, so that's interesting. All right, now, if you have to hunker down and hide out from the aliens in one of these movies, where could you lay low and elude capture slash abduction the longest? Okay. A quiet place. Alien on the Nostromo, mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane, or Signs. Okay, I think if we've learned absolutely nothing about me from our time here at MMO, it's that I would give the monsters from A Quiet Place multiple opportunities to rip me apart in mere seconds. You're a loudmouth, right. yes. So, and everything, like I, I'm clumsy sometimes, I'll stumble, and that'll make a noise. I, I'm dead in that world, easily. I can't hide anywhere. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is built to hide out from aliens. Yeah. Isn't that the answer? Like, you can't hide anywhere in signs, really. I guess you can hide in a quiet place, except that it would really only come down to how much noise you personally make. And we just recapped that I would make tons of noise and I'd be dead. I think 10 Cloverfield Lane is a pretty easy answer for me. I just wanted you to say that you would rather hang out from a slightly crazed John Goodman (laughs) and be be fine with that. I I would agree. I want to hang out with that John Goodman. I have some questions to pick his brain with, too. I can make a day of it. I I agree. Talk about great trailers. I mean, I love that movie, but I didn't rewatch it for this. Mm -hmm. I rewatched the trailer, and it's, I think we're alone now in the song. So good. Oh, perfect. So good. Perfect. All right, Mike. For better or worse, who's the manliest, most macho alien (laughs) fighter guy? Is it Arnold from The Predator? Yes. Is it McReady in The Thing? John Boyega and Attack the Block, Vin Diesel in Pitch Black, President Bill Pullman in Independence Day, Will Smith from Independence Day, 
or Casper Van Dien in Starship Troopers. It has to be Arnold, doesn't it? I mean, Arnold mm-hmm. didn't use any space ace technology. He just basically fought Predator with human bullets and biceps. Biceps and logs and right. Yeah, uh, it's got to be Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably Arnold. Although Vin Diesel is kind of overly machismo. Will Smith too with the cigar at the mm-hmm. end. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's Arnold. All right, best alien ass whooper who I'd rather entrust my survival with in an alien situation because they're not roid headed macho lunatics. Okay. Ridley and aliens. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt and Millicent Simmons in A Quiet Place. All right. I would trust them. They keep a baby alive, for Christ's sake. True. Anyway, Scully in the X-File movies. Like, I mean, not the other guy. Like, what's his name? Mulder? Um, Mulder, no, because he still doesn't believe. But Scully <laughs> believes, right? Yeah, no, that's good. That's a or good no, Mulder believe. No, Mulder believes Scully doesn't believe. All I know is that show has lied to me our entire life, because the truth's not out there. We don't know anything anymore. It's been a long time since I watched anything X-Files. Anyway, Numi Rapace in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Probably not a good pick. Everybody dies. Yeah, I was going to say that. All right. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Also, you know, I should have trusted John Goodman. Yeah, I, well, that's kind of my answer here is I think I'm going to break this down in, in logical terms. And if, if you use logic, Emily Blunt and Millicent Simmons have been at it a while. Like everyone else in that list... We kind of see them learning how to adapt to stay safe in real time. But the Quiet Place women are already all set up and have lived through multiple scenarios in their reality and know how to deal with them. It'd be the worst cinematic universe for me, but I think it's those people who I can trust to guide me the longest, percentage-wise. All right, but here's another question. Like, the modern man, like you and I, let's just say. Like, we got a lot to work on, but we would listen to Ridley. No, oh, yeah, listen absolutely. to Ridley in the Alien movies. It wouldn't be like a social commentary situation where all the men just, right. you know, mansplain and yell at her and never listen to her. We would listen, like, immediately when she spoke. So, I mean, she's pretty formidable. Has Ridley kept anyone alive other than Newt? I'm making excuses for her. No, she <laughs> has had a terrible track record. Her stats are awful. Emily Blunt is the pick here. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> but all right, so Emily Blunt is the correct pick, but Ridley's got a bad rap. Okay, she, she, she just she's faulted by the stupidity of people who surround her. That's correct. Yeah. All right, the most overrated alien movie is Signs, Prometheus, Cloverfield, Under the Skin, or The Blob. I like The Blob getting a shout out, even though it's in this overrated I... category don't like the blob <laughs> uh, i think it's signs of prometheus i was let down most by both of those interesting because i liked signs but i know you don't like signs yeah i'm not crazy about it it's decent and i know i know you don't like prometheus i do not like prometheus i do not think prometheus is decent film twitter is making me want to say under the skin because i was very meh on that movie i don't know why everybody loves that movie yeah it's i, I agree scarlett johansson's naked for a lot of that movie but all right, fine. Cloverfield, yeah. I liked. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I was disappointed by it. I, I liked Cloverfield yeah. the first time I saw it. It's good, but people like put it in the great category. I don't know if it's there. I think it was cooler to like experience that in real time. What is it about? Right. Yeah. You know, the I marketing. Agree. I agree. All right. So you say signs are Prometheus. I'm saying under the skin or the blob. I just don't like the blob. But it's a, you know it's a creature feature type of thing. I don't have high expectations for it. Right. So I'll you know if I'll choose under the skin. Okay. All right, most 
underrated alien movie. Not as bad as some might say. Starship Troopers, Super 8, mm-hmm. Alien Covenant, The Cloverfield Paradox, Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds, and Signs. Mike, where do you fall on Signs? <laughs> I liked, I mean, Signs is fine. It just has, it, it's... Didn't live up to expectations for me. So where do you hate signs? Do you hate the ending? The of ending, signs? yeah, it's got a Shyamalanian ending, and the ending okay. is just, you know, the War of the Worlds has the same problem. Like, right. find a way to defeat the aliens that isn't, you know, lazy. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> something that just exists. Right, everywhere. exactly. <laughs> Come on, uh, Super Eight was decent. I, I I was surprised by Super Eight. Starship Troopers is fun if you don't go in taking it seriously at all. I just think the thing that I'm afraid of shouldn't be an expert mechanic. I won't say what movie that's from. Fair. It shouldn't be a bull in the china shop yeah. and just like the guy in the garage right. tinkering. I think we can agree the answer is not the Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> the answer is not the Cloverfield Paradox, even though that cast is incredible. Yes, yeah, it is. Elizabeth Debicki and Gugu Mbatha-Ra right. and David Oyelowo and all. Oh, Cousin It. Dowd. Yeah. <laughs> or Great Thing cast. or whatever the, the hand from the Adams Family is called. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Uh, Starship Troopers is, is not as terrible. It's just like campy. It's very campy. It's very campy. I don't know. I mean, Signs for me. I think Signs is a good movie until the end. But I'm drinking most water did, did, right now. Did you answer that question? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I said Super Eight. Super Eight. Yeah. Okay, so you you kind of like Super Eight. Yeah. I do like Signs. All right, best jump scare in an alien movie. We have the window scene in Independence Day. Oh, peace. The under- yeah, the <laughs> the underground lab there. It was pretty scary when you were a kid. The dinner scene in Alien. That's an all time, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. And then the handheld camera newscast scene and signs. I mean, that movie can't be bad if it's got a jump scare like that. It's expectations again. It's that I I knew I went by the time I saw signs, I knew that scene was in there. It was all hyped up by everyone. I saw it's so scary, it's so terrifying. Meanwhile, you see fucking you know who's the tall guy that does all the the fucking Bigfoot. yeah. No, but right exactly. Right. It's like oh, I laughed at it, but that's my own fault for getting into it that late. I can I can see how signs were scary if you see it opening day or day of. Um, but dinner scene in Aliens and All-Timer for me. Correct answer. Yeah. I agree. The scariest sequence in an alien movie, and I don't know that if this counts because it's interdimensional kind of aliens, okay. but The Mist, The Mist is scary. I Flat love scary that movie. movie. And for my money, it's scariest, grossest, disgusting sequence that gives me nightmares is the giant spider sequence yeah. in the, far- the pharmacy there. Yeah. Oh. It's terrifying, yeah. and it's gross. <laughs> It's gross. All right. The alien is on the other side of the door. It's a good sequence with Mel Gibson in signs. It builds up a lot knife. of uh, build up build up a lot of anxiety. Well made. Again, M. Knight's got some chops. Yeah, he man. does. He can do it. He does. The alien abortion sequence is the best sequence in Prometheus. Blah. <laughs> All right. You're not a fan. The bathtub birth, but you can't make a sound in a quiet place. Yeah. The finale of Alien is pretty scary. Yeah, it is. The first first one right there. And then the test, the blowtorch yep. sequence in the thing, kind of scary, great but picks. also probably more fun than the rest of these. Great. But you did a great job with these categories, man. There's so many of them that are really, really fun. Um, this mm. included. I, I, A Quiet Place had me on the edge of my seat. I don't understand. I know it's a movie and it was all yeah. fake, <laughs> but <laughs> they did such a good job with pulling that off and the acting and, and the writing of that sequence. Oh, my God. That's my answer. 
I guess I gave it away in how I set it up, but the scariest one for me was The Mist. Like that yeah. one just That's a great pick. That movie's terribly underrated. I forced it in here because I wasn't sure if it fit the genre, but I still sure I forced it, does. it in here. All right. You don't go to stop and shop around here and see giant fucking octopuses, do you? You don't. That's a good point. <laughs> if aliens were actually going to invade Michael, the real-life invasion would most resemble... Mm-hmm. Again, we're predicting the future in this episode, so <laughs> please use your words. It's here. a matter of time. <laughs> Independence Day. Yep. War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield. Invasion of the... Body Snatchers, that's bullshit. Why did he even put that in there? Pod people? The pods? No, that's not happening. Mars Attacks. Attack the Block. Probably bullshit as well. Critters, Predator, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Anything I've said in this episode. So I think what would happen most similarly to any of these movies is that we uh, have a president who would actually go on the airwaves and say, we still have two out of the three branches of government, and that ain't bad. (laughs) Mars attacks it is. That's terrifying. But you consume too much news, and the, the election's coming up. Oh, God, not soon enough. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, that's a good one. I, You know, War of the Worlds is what I would hope. But, right, uh, sure. Or even Independence Day. <laughs> right. Then you imagine like, this jackass getting on top of a cop car being like an inspirational speech. No, him and his family would get the fuck out of here first. Oh, God. So hopefully Independence Day, hopefully War of the Worlds. My guess, though, if they're going to invade, oh, boy, 10 Cloverfield Lane about, <laughs> about right for these times. Yup. <laughs> That's seeming kind of realistic right now. It's almost like they set us up this last few you know, year. As soon as we hit publish on this episode. Yeah, this is. The end of 10 Cloverfield Lane is happening. That's it. So get your listens in now, folks. (laughs) All right, Mike, final question. And I'm just kind of curious. I know you've been watching a lot of movies from the 1980s, 1990s. We were supposed to do a What We're Watching episode. We still might. We still should. And you still should review these. But can you tease us for everybody's, you know, movie watching tonight? Have you seen anything that you would say is is something you'd recommend for them to watch okay. this Halloween season. I saw you pose this question, and my response was, we can't do what we're watching with these. Because oh, no, <laughs> a lot of did. them, I do not have good grades for them. They are just fun, campy, like old school horror stuff, but they are not really great movies at right. all. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you, I, like, my dream would be having you sit through some of them because you, your tolerance for bad cinema is much lower than mine is. Mine's right. absurdly high and shouldn't be as high as it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some of these are really, really not good. Uh, Anyone the, halfway decent? Yeah, the best of what I've seen is probably Society, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's certainly the most memorable, I think, out of any of I've seen. Uh, as far as an underrated one, society's kind of well-known. As far as an underrated one that I don't think is well-known enough, Night of the Demons is also on Amazon Prime. You can find a lot of the 80s ones in Amazon Prime. Just Night of the Demons wasn't queue. bad. Yeah. Okay. I just literally put that on my queue. So I'd be curious to watch that then. You're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to absolutely hate it. But it, it's not bad for an 80s horror movie. All right. Well, I'll just I'll weigh in on a couple new movies because you guys know I weigh I watch a lot of new movies. The yeah. witches, the witches is awful. The evil, new one? evil eye is awful. Yeah. yeah. Black Black Box is okay. I don't think we've reviewed Scare Me yet. Scare Me is probably my favorite, even though I was a little disappointed. I wanted it to be better. That's, that's the uh, Josh Rubin one, right? Josh, yeah, that's on uh, Shutter. Shutter. 
Yeah, I got to so get that. That's probably one. my favorite of those. College I, humor not guy, the though. lie. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that's the best bet. If you're looking for something new that you haven't seen yet, out, out of anything that's come out, I think the lie might be your best. I mean, it's going to be the most cinematic or the most engrossing experience, I feel like. Right. But I kind of want to watch that uh, uh, Mr. Cummings did a werewolf movie. That's like next on my queue to buy. What? The, the Wolf of Snow Hollow, is it? Oh, 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 right, 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 right. Yeah, I did see people speaking highly about that. Yeah. Right, so right. I'm curious. That's it, Mike. That's the Scaries, Volume 3. Well, I mean, as always, as we do every year, big round of applause to you, Michael, for coming up with these out of nothing <laughs> and just making up these categories and nominations and doing the uh, requisite research. Great job by you. Some of these categories were just outstanding, I felt. <laughs> They were really, fun, right? I mean, a lot of fun. Do a goofy ass fun for you show, always so. do a great job with these guys. As always, we want to hear from you. Do you have different answers or nominees or categories of your own for the scaries? Uh, let us know. Shoot them to us. We might be able to read them out on air in a future episode. Uh, otherwise, have a very fun and a very safe Halloween. Uh, stay healthy. Stay well. Check your kids' candy if they are going out. And if they are going out, just wear masks, please. please. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we want to hear from you. Any other thoughts, comments, questions, concerns about anything we do here in the MMO Empire, you can leave us those on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com, and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Halloween night on the Apple Podcasts app, uh, if you could be so kind as to take a couple seconds and just leave us a five-star review. Those truly help us out a ton. Michael, uh, great job once again on Volume 3 of The Scaries. Uh, we are going to transition now into November, so mm. horror movies are, are a thing of the past, which makes me upset, but let the people know what's coming next anyway from MMO. Well, you might have a few horror movies vying for some awards at the end of the year. If, I hope uh, so. I really Feinberg do. forecast is... Uh is forecasting at its usual uh, always right pace. So, <laughs> look, I mean, we're going to do a fall Oscar update over the next uh, week that's uh, going to be pretty comprehensive, that's bringing back a major guest that we've really enjoyed mm -hmm. talking to. And, uh, yeah, Amy did a quarter one with us this year. So just to give people a hint, you can figure that out pretty easy. There you go. But uh, he's a guy whose podcast I really enjoy. And, uh, yeah, so he's coming back. I don't want to totally... Well, I mean, if you do the research, if you dig for it, you'll know who he is. But otherwise, <laughs> uh, we got the James Bond character study. We got Oscar race checkpoint award season news shows coming down the pike probably almost every week in, in November, I would guess. We already got a stacked up bunch of news, so we got to get back to that at some point, Michael. And uh, I think you said the words of wisdom. I mean, we got to vote and we got to stay safe yes. throughout the holidays with the spikes and, and all that stuff. So survive the apocalypse with us. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Stay safe, wear a mask, go vote, do your civic duty. Guys, when reality sucks, you can come check out the scaries with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you very soon. See ya. I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone and I